The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So it's been a few weeks since I've done a live show. I had a pretty busy end of the summer. My kids were home, and there was lots of activity happening here, and the days that we had set aside seemed to coincide with the show dates. So I've been playing some of, uh, replaying some of my favorite shows for you over the last three weeks. And so I'm a bit, uh, a bit unsettled, a bit nervous today to get back on the air again, but knowing that you, my listeners, are here with me, um, makes it all worthwhile and makes the butterflies go away. And so, school began here last week where I live in Toronto. I think it began earlier in some of the other locations, maybe south of here. But for me, the beginning of school, which usually coincides with the beginning of September, always feels like a new year. There's something about the energy, um, it seems to shift, the weather starts to uh, improve a little bit. Up here, we, have, we tend to have very humid summers, and when September rolls around, the air just gets a bit more crisp, a bit more dry, and all of these things have this effect on me of making it feel like it's a new year. And so I thought, why not have my first live show in September be the one about a new year or a new chapter. And so we're here talking about autumn, the next chapter. And as well, this autumn, I will be turning 45. And that's, um, that's quite an amazing feat, <laughs> a feat of nature when I think about it. I remember when I first began to do the kind of work that I've been doing for the last 10 years or so and feeling often like I was the youngest person in the room. That's no longer the case. I often look in the room and see people who are my age or slightly younger, and it's always a bit of a shock to feel that um, little bit of eldership that's beginning to come into the into the picture here for me. And again, in this in the spirit of a new start or a new chapter or the next chapter, I want to celebrate uh, the the harvest season that's coming up, my birthday that's coming up, this new energy and this freshness. And so I have a bit of a framework for how to do this, but before I jump in, I want to remind you of the number to call in because I'd love it if you join me and make this show co-active and co-creative today. So the number to call is 1-888-346-9141. 
and we can handle a couple callers at a time. So don't worry if somebody's already calling in uh, and you want to call too, go ahead and and uh, we can take all the calls that we receive. So I my framework, my framework for this this new chapter episode, I want to start by expressing gratitude. And I think that this framework is important not only for new beginnings or new chapters or new seasons, but really something that one could do anytime. And gratitude is a practice that I continue to practice. And by practice, I mean I'm not perfect. I often forget about all the things I have to be grateful for and sometimes get rudely awakened um, by feedback on how I'm complaining about all the things that are not good when I'm overlooking all the things that are. So if you're like me, you'll find this practice, if you choose to adopt it intentionally, to be quite refreshing and quite helpful. It also boosts positivity, and I have this feeling that it has a positive impact on the immune system too. Not quite sure why I'm saying that, but I think I read it somewhere, and I think I feel it when I'm engaged in it myself. So let me start with what I am grateful for. And if you're thinking of calling in and want to join the conversation, start thinking about the things that you are grateful for. What are the things that have brought me to this point in my life? Everything, good and bad, that has brought me here has something in it for me. And I really, really trust that. Now, when bad things happen, I often forget uh, that there's value in the bad things, and I prefer not to have them happen, and I've had my share of, um, of reasonably bad things in my life. However, they all uh, have value. They all have value. They all have something to teach us. And so let me start on the inside and work my way out. If I begin on the inside, I would say that I am so grateful for my family, my immediate family. My two children, who I absolutely adore, who teach me about life and leadership every single day, who have come into my life to be mirrors, to be models, and also to be clay that I get to shape and mold as well. And so I'm so grateful for the co-creative dance that I do with my children. Let me expand a little to my immediate family. The children's father, who is not my spouse any longer, but is a, definitely my co-partner in parenting. I am grateful for him and his solid support <clears throat> and presence as a very strong father to my children. My own parents, all four of them, and grandparents, uh, one who's left living. I'm grateful to all of you for the love and support that you continue to show me. My siblings... I have a brother, I have a sister, and I have two stepsisters, and all of whom are just a joy in my life. I have nieces and uh, one niece and some nephews. I have uh, a brand new niece who was born just at the end of August, and I'm so grateful to her for bringing us back to what's essential. When I hold her in my arms the few times that I've seen her so far, I just forget about everything else and get connected to really what is true about all of us. We're good, we're enough, we're perfect just as we are. To my support team, people in my life who are there for me, who are part of the team as I grow myself and I grow my practice. I've got 
my assistant, I've got my coach, I've got my mentor, I've got colleagues, I have uh, physicians and other healthcare providers, I have estheticians and makeup artists who, who are new in my life. So many people who work with me either regularly or infrequently, but to help support me in taking my gifts out fully as I go forward. To my friends who I can totally count on and some unexpected friends too. I just love how we meet, uh, we meet people, we have a conversation with them, we're not sure whether we have anything in common at all and then they turn out to be our biggest supporters. So you know who you are. There are some of you who have really been rocks for me, these, especially these past few weeks when things have been a little bit difficult in my life. So I thank you so, so much. My colleagues... I have such awesome colleagues. I'm not sure if I've ever told this story on Stories from the Heart of Leadership, but let me tell it to you now. And if you've already heard it, then uh, listen to it for a second time. When I first decided, well, I hadn't decided to move into the role that I'm in of leadership consulting and executive coaching. I was actually still in my old career. And I was um, pretty miserable, wondering what was wrong, wondering why I didn't feel fulfilled. I had climbed the corporate ladder to very senior levels of leadership, management and leadership in the organization I was working in, and yet it just didn't feel fulfilling. I knew something was missing, but I didn't know what it was. Uh, One day, a friend of mine called me up and said that her sister had miscarried. She had uh, been about five months pregnant and had a miscarriage. And she asked me to come to a memorial service for this child who had died in utero. And so off I went. Uh, I was a new mother myself. It was a very poignant moment. It touched me very deeply that this young mother had lost her baby. And I wanted to be there to support her. When I arrived... I was shocked at how many people were there. I couldn't believe the number of people who were there with this young mother supporting her through this loss. And I, I, I didn't even know who they were. I asked myself, who, who are these people? And then I asked my friend, who are these people who are here for your sister? And she said, they're her colleagues. And at that moment, I realized that was what was missing. That was what was missing. I had a few friends at work, a couple of people who I felt close to, but overall, I never had this sense of collegiality, of camaraderie, of support, and dare I say love, at work. And when I saw that this woman had that in her life, she had these people, I asked myself, if it was me in her shoes, how many of my people from work, how many people that I work with would show up? And the answer was maybe three, maybe two. Uh, that's about it. Most of the people I worked with were, were not connected to me. I didn't feel connected to them. And there's a level of superficiality and coldness that I experienced there. And so I knew that day that what I really wanted more than anything was to have colleagues that felt like that, to be in circles professionally that felt like that. And that largely led me into the work of of leadership consulting and executive coaching, which I've been up to for about the last 10 years. So I'm, I'm delighted, I'm amazed, I'm astonished, and I'm so grateful when I look at the people who I have in my circles professionally and see the, the depth of friendship, the level of care, 
the interest in mentoring, the unselfish um, regard for everybody's success, it just makes my heart so warm when I think about you all, my colleagues. So if any of you are listening, know that I so appreciate you. I appreciate your love. I appreciate the partnerships that we are in together in furthering our shared intention and purpose as we go forward with our work. Expanding my circle a little bit further, I have my clients to be grateful for. I have such amazing clients that I get to work with. It is an utter joy. It is such a pleasure, such an honor, and a huge privilege to work with you. I seem to attract people who want to be in deeper conversations about everything, um, who are really willing to delve into their own selves, into the partnerships that they have created with their circles of support, internal and external, and with me uh, in order to free them to continue this journey to freedom so that they can offer their gifts fully and freely uh, in service of whatever the purpose is that they feel they're here to serve. So every time I have a, a coaching client or I go to work with a team, I'm just filled with gratitude for the people who have shown up who uh, have invited me to walk a portion of their journey with them. So listening clients, I love you and thank you so, so much for being in my life. Let's talk about community my my children go to the best school ever. It is the school that is perfect for them and perfect for our family. And this is a large community. Well, it's a medium-sized community, but a large piece in terms of how important they are in, in our lives. And I am so grateful for the uh, students, the other students that share the days with my children, the students, parents, and families who are so supportive and so wonderful, the teachers who I just adore at this school, the leaders at the school, the the administrators, the principals, all the people that make the school run. Oh my gosh, I couldn't ask for better learning partners for my children and better partners in raising them to be kind honest, and wonderful men, which is so much what I want for them. In terms of our local community, I'm so grateful for my neighbors. I, I've lived in the same house on the same street for, um, gosh, 13 years now. And I am blessed to have close relationships with many of my neighbors and cordial relationships with all of them. There are people who have just given a smile or a wave or a how are you and you don't know when you say hello to someone or you bring over some leftovers from dinner to share with them or say hey let's get together for a glass of wine maybe these things feel small but they mean so much and that's the sort of relationship that I am so blessed to have here at home in my local community Larger than that, I think about the all the services and all the, the things that I consume or utilize that are in my local community. I laugh because 
<clears throat> I think sometimes I live within a 10-kilometer radius of my home. I kind of stay within that radius. Everything I need and want is there. All the services that I need, all the grocery stores, all the clothing stores. And I've developed relationships with people who work in all of these places. And so it's just a joy to go and get what I need and get what's going to feed me and my family or support us in our uh, in our lives to know that these people are are present is just such a blessing as well. And then expanding the circle even a little bit further, I'm grateful to live in the best city in the world. And I know there are many great cities and I've visited some of them and hope to visit more of them as life goes on. But I live in Toronto. Toronto is an amazing city full of wonderful opportunities, culture, restaurants, any, all the things that you could ask for in a city, diversity, um, a transit system that, okay, it's not perfect, but it works. Uh, traffic that isn't even as bad as some of the other large cities that I've visited. So I'm grateful to live in this wonderful city that I love so much. I was born here. I haven't lived here all my life. I've lived in a few other places. But when I was 24 years old, I returned to Toronto. And I don't know if I'll ever live anywhere else. Although I love visiting other places, this is where it's at for me. So I've been going on and on and on about all the things I'm grateful for. And um, I was hoping that somebody would call to share what they're grateful for as well. And maybe you will in the next segment. We're going to head to a break in a few moments. But before we do, I just want to say that I'm grateful for you, my listeners, uh, all of you, and I'm grateful for all of you at Voice America as well, who support me and um, have been so encouraging of the show. It's been a few months since I started, and I feel like I'm getting better and better at hosting as time goes on. And I want to thank my executive producer and all the engineers and all the other folks at Voice America who have been so, so helpful. And to you, my listeners, for your loyalty, for continuing to listen and for sending me suggestions of people who you'd like to see on the show. Um, They haven't gone unheard. They may have gone unanswered. It's because I'm getting myself organized for the seasons ahead, but I promise I'll be back to you to set dates and, um, and get that going. So thank you so much for that. Well, it's time for us to take a break. When we come back, more from Shamin Sadiq, Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and we'll talk about closure. Okay, see you on the other side of the break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's your world. Motivate. 
Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq. So... I always find it difficult to self-promote on this show. I don't know why. It's um, it's just something I guess I'm getting better at. So here's my here's my attempt at self-promotion today. I wanted to be really intentional about it. If you like what you're hearing, if you think that partnering with me would be helpful to you as you continue your journey forward to creating whatever results or performance or outcomes you are hoping for, be that personally, be that at work, or be that um, in the, in community or in other organizations in which you're involved. Let's talk. Let's get in touch with each other. You can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook all the same way. By my my handle is my name, Shamin Sadik. That's S H A H M E E N. My last name is S-A-D-I-Q. The email address was just given to you over the break. And if you're on the Voice America website, go to my host page and you'll find links to my website from there. So let's talk about how I can support you in moving forward. Now, before the break, I said we were going to talk about closure in this segment, but there's something else I I neglected to acknowledge, and that is gratitude to, um, to spirit and to earth, to entities or to energies that I have over the last years with the great, great support of my uh, my mentor, my energy therapist. She's been on the show a few times. Deborah McRae is her name. Um, she has been just an enormous support to me in recent years. And prior to that, I was blessed to work with many, many other um, therapists and coaches and guides who are so numerous that I, if I try to name them all, I'm going to forget someone and that's not going to be very kind. So um, all of you who I've worked with have helped me cultivate these relationships and I feel like in the last three or four years I've really begun to understand the significance of having a relationship with the earth having a relationship with spirit and accessing my own um, intuition which is largely guided through these partnerships that have helped make my work uh, and my life so satisfying and so powerful so thank you to my unseen team and those who have encouraged me and guided me to develop and evolve these relationships. I want to move on to closure because in this framework I was talking about for this new chapter, new energy that the autumn brings us, I I think that the second part of it is closure. There are things that happen in our lives that um, aren't so pleasant or maybe are pleasant that we need to move through. I'm not saying get over and I'm not saying ignore, but actually move through and come to some peace with. And it's about the best way I can 
talk about it right now because I'm still in the process of doing that on some things that have happened recently, which I I am going to share with you. But before I do, let me tell you the the number again, because if you'd like to call and join the conversation, um, I love talking with you. Uh, alone or with myself and with you listening, but I'd love it even more if if any of you are willing to jump in and and get on the phone and and converse with me here. The number is 1-888-346-9141. Please call if you feel like talking about gratitude or closure. So I I used a word in the e-card that I sent out for this episode. I used a phrase called take closure and that came from a session I was in with my therapist, uh, she she invited me to take closure. And I think that one of the things that I want to um, get closure or have closure on is an old story, an old story in my life that I don't have any power or that the power lies in something outside of myself or someone outside of myself. I've done a lot of work on that story in my professional life and it's been really helpful um, in helping me claim my own power. And when I say power, I don't mean domination or hurt, hurting power. I mean empowerment, um, such as the name of the channel that we're, you're listening to right now, the empowerment channel. That's what I mean by power. And so I've, I've moved along on the empowered front quite a bit in my professional life, and I know there's more to step into. In my personal life, it's been a bit slowing, uh, slower, a bit lagging behind. And so I was invited recently to take closure. I was looking for closure. Something very disappointing happened to me. I was in relationship with someone for a number of months who was in relationship with me and my family and things were going reasonably well, very well and then reasonably well and I was happy with the way we were working things out together along the way. I felt very good about it. Uh, And then it ended. It ended very suddenly. It ended in a way that... I wouldn't have chosen it to end where the person disappeared and never said goodbye or why he was leaving or anything, just sort of fell off the face of the earth. And it threw me into um, a bit of a bend as I reached out to get closure. And it was almost as if I was saying to him to give me closure. Tell me why you've left. Tell me that it's over. Tell me whatever you need to tell me, but but something to get, get me the closure or give me the closure that I need. And her invitation to me was to take closure. And that was a complete reframe for me. Uh, the, the thought that I could actually claim that closure myself instead of waiting to receive it from someone else uh, was sort of mind-boggling. So I, in the spirit of talking about closure, I'm taking that closure. I am. And what I realize about that is I'm talking about it right now as if it's so easy. It hasn't been easy. It's been about five weeks of um, agony at times. And I opened up a book that I love, the Tao Te Ching, the other day. Um, I, I use this book Uh, In this way, I just open it to a random page and read the passage that's there, and I trust that it has something useful for me. And so when I opened it just the other day as I was thinking about this taking closure and and kind of coming through um, something and on to the through to the other side, and here's what I opened it up to. 
I'll just read a little bit of this. It says, if you want to shrink something, you must first allow it to expand. If you want to get rid of something, you must first allow it to flourish. And I just thought that that was perfect <laughs> for me at that moment. I wanted, I wanted to be done with it. I wanted to have that closure and to be finished with the uncomfortableness of something that I thought was happening, being over. I wanted to feel better. I didn't want to feel sad or, or in pain or disappointed or even um, bewildered, which is all the things I was feeling. And I could have chosen to just walk around it, to, to just, you know, say, okay, well, never mind, everything's fine, I'll just move on. And I chose not to do that. I chose instead, uh, and it wasn't really a conscious choice, but it is kind of the way I'm wired to allow something to have its way with me. And so I allowed my disappointment and my sadness to be with me. I allowed the bewildered feeling to be with me. Um, and this is what I think the Tao is saying. If you want to shrink something, you must first allow it to expand. It had to come into its fullness within me, the good and the bad, in order for it to shrink. And I do feel like it's shrinking. Uh, I'm not sure that it's completely shrunk yet. And that's okay. Uh, I am where I am in the process. And I know that this is the way to the other side. And so it's easier for me to take closure now um, than it was a few weeks ago. And there's a part of me that's always going to wonder, I'm sure, because that's never happened to me before. Um, maybe something terrible happened. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the person's a jerk. Maybe I did something to make it happen. I just don't know. Um, and I'm okay, more okay with not knowing now than I was before. And so I guess that's progress. And since I am a work in progress, I'm content with that. There was something else I wanted to say about this. Oh, yes. Somebody asked me a question the other day. They asked me, would you rather have life be good or would you rather have life be interesting? And I thought about that for a few minutes. My first instinct was to say, of course, I would like life to be good. That would be my preference. But then I thought, hmm, you know, life isn't always good. There are interesting things that happen. Interesting is a kind of a neutral word. I could say there are terrible things that happen. There are wonderful things that happen. There are mediocre things that happen. Um, but I think I would take interesting over good. I think, I, I believe this. It's not always easy to practice it in the difficult moments. But I do believe that even the most disappointing things that happen have something of value in them for me. And that is interesting. If it was all good, if it all skimmed along perfectly well and never had a down moment or a dip, I, I'm not sure that I would enjoy that as much as the depth and texture of the learning that comes for me through living through interesting experiences. So moving through closure or clearing out past disappointments, I think is the second part of this framework. And I don't mean this framework to sound like a linear process because I think we're always in the process of expressing gratitude and taking closure or releasing ourselves from the hurt of past, of the past, or the not even the hurt, just the learning of the past or the experiences of the past. And so that's always in motion. The third part 
of my framework for today is setting intentions. Uh, setting a clear intention for what I want now. So I'm grateful for what has brought me to this point and all that is here in this moment. I try to continue the process of letting go of things that are disappointing to me or make me sad or baffle me. And, and now I also set intentions. What do I want now? And in, this, in the spirit of the relationship I was sharing with you that I have with the Earth, I have a set of cards called Earth Oracle, Earth Magic Oracle Cards. And I thought, okay, I will choose a card before the show today for my listeners. So I take this deck of cards. Uh, they have different Earth uh, motifs and words and pictures on them. I shuffle them in my, in my hands. I hold them over my heart and I ask the question, what is the card that will be most useful for my show and my listeners uh, and any callers who call in today. And the chart, the card that I chose is called Wolf. So I looked at this card, Wolf, and I said, oh, that seems like a bit of a wintry card. I think of wolves in the winter, you know, um, there's a wolf, the picture has a mountain with a wolf standing on some snow in front of a lake or some sort of body of water. But the word underneath it is instinct. And I thought, okay, well, let's see what this card has for us today. So let me, let me share it with you. Here's the message. You have lost touch with your instinctual sensitivities. Is it, it is the result of cultural and or religious prescriptions dictating that anything wild and instinctual is threatening and therefore has to be controlled or eliminated. Now is the time to overcome this limited mindset and tune in to these instinctual cues. Let the spirit of wolf be your teacher and call upon this benevolent being for help identifying what these specific cues are saying. Shed some of your inhibitions with the only guideline being to do no harm. Experiment by getting out of the straitjacket of familiar societal norms and listening to those sensations in your gut that are trying to give you a message. It may be a warning or an urging to take action of some sort. Take some deep breaths and simply notice what your bodily sensations are telling you. Your mind will be the receiver of that information, and your body and mind can learn to work more closely with each other once again. And when I finished reading that, I thought, oh, this is the perfect card for me at this point, especially at this this juncture in the framework between closure and intentions. If I'm going to let what has happened in my life up until this point be uh, of learning, of value, and then turn my attention to what's next. This message, especially the part about getting out of the straitjacket of familiar societal norms and listening to those sensations in my gut that are trying to give you a message, this was especially uh, apropos for me today. So here's what I am noticing is there are times, there have been times in my life where I have had an inkling, I've had a feeling that something wasn't right, that something was missing, or I didn't know something. Uh, I told you the story about how I didn't know what was missing in my work life. I've had similar feelings in my personal life. Something's not quite right. Something doesn't quite fit. And my, my logical mind wants to figure it all out, wants to put it all together like trying to make make a puzzle uh, or being a detective when perhaps 
perhaps, and this is just coming to me in this moment, what would have been more useful is to simply notice the feeling and take action or approach a situation with that feeling in mind. Maybe it's not as important to know where all the pieces are and how they fit together as it is to just go, oh, there's something that doesn't feel quite right here. Let me pay attention to that without having to try and figure it out. What if I just paid attention to my feeling? And that is part of, leads me into my intention for the coming time. Um, experiment getting out of the straitjacket of familiar societal norms. So I talked earlier about this eight kilometer radius or 10 kilometer radius around my home within which everything I need is, is available and possible and, and probable and usual. And I think in the spirit of the gratitude I was expressing for my city, that part of my intention for the coming season is to get out a little bit more. I feel often very blessed that I've created this business of leadership consulting and executive coaching that I can largely do from home. Of course, I spend quite a bit of time on the road too. So I'm either in another city or I'm at home in my home office. And I think there's something in between that would be really helpful for me. So part of my intention for the coming season is to get out a bit more. I plan to um, take up martial arts classes. Uh, I, I dabbled in it a little bit before the spring and then didn't really commit to it. So I bought a membership now and I'm going to be going weekly to continue that learning. And I'm going to get a couple of basketball game tickets for me and my kids. We love basketball, so we're going to get out and watch the Raptors play. As well, my intention is to... Uh, to rejoin my dance classes. I love Egyptian dance. You heard me talking with a guest uh, four weeks ago about uh, our shared passion for this art form. Continue doing that. And also to go to the symphony. I, I love music and we have a wonderful symphony here and uh, many other musical and cultural activities here that I can avail myself of. I plan to start doing that more. So those are some of the, the um, community intentions that I have. Now, we're about to head into a break. Before we do, let me give you the number to call again in case you want to join me for the final segment of the show where we continue talking about intentions. The number is one 346 9141 And um, why don't you call and share what your intention is for the coming season? I'd love to hear it, and so would our listeners. For now, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about intentions. Again, this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq. Be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to... Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics 
spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to stories from the heart of leadership if you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program please send shameen an email her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. that's s-h-a-h-m-e-e-n at a-n-j-a-l-i leadership.com now back to stories from the heart of leadership Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadik, and we're talking about autumn, the next chapter. This energy of the new year that often is present at this time of year, even though it's not the beginning of the calendar year, there is a freshness to the fall that always feels like a new year to me. And I've been using a a framework that I put together to help um, shape this show today that began with expressing gratitude, uh, continued into finding closure or letting go of uh, processing and letting go of past disappointments or or things that uh, that weren't ideal, and to through to setting intentions, being more clear about what it is I do want, what it is that I hope for for the the seasons ahead. And I invite you to join the conversation at one eight 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 three four six nine one four one. I smile to myself as I as I ask you to call. I know that more of my listeners listen on demand than they do live, and so maybe that's why nobody's calling in. And it's fine if you call; I love it. And it's fine if you don't. I'm actually quite enjoying being in the conversation. One of the things that I do when I'm doing shows alone, and I think this is the third time that I've done one with myself and no guest, is I imagine all of you who are listening, I I imagine you um, sitting with me in my living room as if we're all having a cup of tea together, or maybe a glass of wine together, but I imagine us together um, smiling, listening, talking, receiving, offering, and just sharing, and that makes it feel uh, more easy and less um, strange to be talking with myself. So before we jump back into the intentions that I've set for myself for the coming months, uh, and I'd love to hear from you about yours, let me remind you about something that is coming up that you may be interested in. On November 3rd, I'm holding a power circle in Chicago. This is a one-day event that we we did earlier this year in May. We had about 14 people in our power circle in Chicago, and people said it was a phenomenal way to spend a day. The day is really intended for those of you who work in the field of human development. So could be that you're in HR. It could be that you're a coach. It could be that you do leadership um, tra- training or consulting or other um, um, 
other lines of work that have you helping humans to develop themselves. And it's a chance for you to pause and spend that day doing the work that you normally invite others to do with you to doing it with yourself. And so it's a timeout, if you like, to restore and rejuvenate and to galvanize and um, move forward with more purpose, more passion, and maybe a renewed energy into what it is you're up to. So if you'd like to join us, go to powercircles.ca. That's the website where you can read more about the Power Circle and you can um, sign up there. You can register there. The cost is $349. That's in Canadian dollars. So if you're American, it'll be a little bit less uh, if I use the current exchange rate as a guide. And as well, if you're interested in joining me for the Leadership Circle Profile Certification, I'm teaching that October 1st to 3rd in Denver. Oh, that's coming up pretty soon. And as well in uh, Toronto, here in my hometown, November 19th to 21st. And that's for people who are working in the field of leadership development or executive coaching who want to learn um, the powerful instruments and the frameworks and models that underpin them that I find so useful in my work and so do many others around the globe. So come and join us there. You can learn more at theleadershipcircle.com. You can sign up there and learn more. So, great. I hope to see some of you in the coming months. Now, back to my intentions. I've got uh, a little bit of time left here, so let me share with you uh, three things that have come to mind. So I've talked about getting out a little bit more, and that's sort of the most outward, one of the more outward ways in which my intention could manifest. But I I think there are some inner ways, too, that I want to share with you, and one of them is something that I call enjoying myself. And I know it sounds kind of basic, like enjoying myself, okay, having fun, feeling good. Yes. I actually never thought about enjoying myself as enjoying myself. I thought, always thought about it as something that was dependent upon other people. And I guess this harkens back to that old story I told you about where I sometimes and often <laughs> have believed that the power lies elsewhere. The power lies with someone other than me. And so enjoy, even enjoying myself always felt like something that was dependent upon other people. Having someone to go out with, having someone to uh, hang around with, having someone to talk to, those were ways in which I enjoyed myself. But what I have begun to notice is that I actually am starting to enjoy being with myself much, much more than I ever have in the past. And in service of my own development, I attended a Family Constellations facilitator training this uh, this past month here in Toronto. It was just a wonderful opportunity for me to um, not be leading the training, but more to be receiving the learning, uh, which I'm always doing no matter what role I'm playing, but I wasn't in the leadership role in this class. And uh, there were there were about Oh, 30 people, maybe 25 people in this class, all lovely human beings. I didn't know any of them except the person who had organized it. And uh, at lunchtime, people would group together and go and have lunch. I decided to spend those lunch hours by myself. Well, not by myself, with myself. And that's when the reframe kind of 
became so clear to me. One day I heard a whole bunch of the, my colleagues from the class had sat, they'd pulled some tables together outside in the sun and they were all sitting together and it was like a big picnic, like a big party. And I could see them and I could hear them and I was walking towards them and then I veered away and found a bench and sat with myself. And I didn't feel like a recluse. I didn't feel like I was being a snob. I didn't feel like, oh, I don't want to be with them. I just said to myself, this is a chance to practice enjoying myself, being with myself, and letting that be not only enough, but letting that be immense and enormous and wonderful. And so I sat on a bench and I ate my lunch and I wrote in my journal and I watched what was happening around me and this little bird came and and sort of hopped around right at my feet. I was very surprised. It wasn't afraid of me at all. And and really began to see that this is what enjoying myself actually means. And it doesn't mean that I won't be with other people again. It doesn't mean that I'll never want to do things with anybody else. But it it's kind of the foundation I'm realizing or I'm learning. It's the foundation for all the things that I want next. Can I be with myself? Can I be okay being with myself and without anyone else? Can that be enough? And the answer more and more these days is yes. And sure, there are times when I feel immense loneliness where I yearn for another uh, and um, that that will always come and go, I'm sure. At the end of the day, what I am starting to wonder about is the value of enjoying myself and how that will help me to then be able to enjoy all the other things that I want to create in life even more because I've got this as a foundation. So early days of this reframe of this phrase, enjoying myself, but that's a big part of my intention for here going forward. Now on the personal front, um, see the thing is I, I'm not afraid to share uh, what's what's true about me personally here on the show up to a certain point. Uh, there are certain details you're not going to hear about, but I would like to be in relationship. I definitely believe that I am a vibrant, alive, beautiful human being who deserves to be in a vibrant, alive, beautiful relationship with someone who is open and honest and and willing to um, to be in relationship with me as much as I am willing to be in relationship with them. So I was thinking about this uh, the other day and I opened a book that I bought some time ago and it has an interesting title. The title is The Way of the Superior Man. And when I first saw the book, I thought, oh, great. Like, don't we have enough superior men around already? But when I opened the book and began to read some random pages from it, I knew it was one that I should buy because it really is about the masculine energy. And uh, and it is about men as well. And as a woman, I thought it might be useful for me to, to read what this person, um, the author is David Data, to read what he has to say about men. So um, here's what I read that I really sums up well, it doesn't sum up, but comprises what I would like next in relationship. So it says, so he says, very few men are willing to use everything they've got to liberate their woman and the world into the deepest possible truth, love, and openness. Few men are willing to give their deepest genius, their true endowment, the poetry of their very being with every thrust of sex and life. Most men are limpened with doubts and uncertainties. Or they hold back their true drive because of fear. So they 
hang out with their woman and the world just enough to extract the pleasure and comfort they need to assuage their nagging sense of falsity and incompleteness. So I sure have had my share of that, and I'm sure others have too. Here's what I do want. And so I continue to read what David Data says. But if you are willing to discover and embrace your truth, lean through your fears, and give everything you've got, you can penetrate the world and your woman from the core of your being and bloom them into love without limit. You can ravish your woman so deeply that her surrender breaks your heart into light. You can press yourself into the world with such enduring love that the world opens and receives your deepest gifts. There is no essential difference between entering your woman's feminine heart and entering fully into the world. Both forms of intercourse, sexual and worldly, require sensitivity, spontaneity, and a strong connection to deep truth in order to penetrate chaos and closure in a way that love prevails. That's what I'm ready to receive, is that kind of partnership. So, I put that out there as my personal intention. And let me close the show with my professional intention. And I come back to the words of Mark Nepo in his book, 7,000 Ways to Listen. He talks about the three covenants of love, and here they are. There are three covenants that keep us engaged in the work of love. To begin with, when we see something true and beautiful in someone, it is not the work of love to change them or force their growth in our direction. It is the work of love to create conditions by which what is true and beautiful in all we behold can grow and blossom, bringing forth its deepest nature. At the same time, the work of love depends on giving others, especially young people, a sense of safety in the world, nurturing their confidence to lean into life and the unknown, not away from these eternal resources. Still, being human, we constantly slip from integrating our experience to be con- being consumed by our experience. We move almost daily from having our fear, pain, and worry live in us to living within our fear, pain, and worry. So the third covenant of love is to keep each other company when we're drowning in our experience and awash in our feelings until it can all right size, until our experience and feelings can once again sustain us. These covenants exercise the muscle of compassion we call the heart. And I believe that that is why I am here, and I believe that's why we are all here. And this is the work that I want to continue to engage in. And I know that I do it in many, many ways already in my work with leaders, in my work mentoring and coaching coaches, in my work with my children, and in the work that I do with other children at the school that my kids go to. And my intention for the coming months is to continue to expand that, especially that second covenant. The work of love depends on giving young people a sense of safety in the world, nurturing their confidence to lean into life and the unknown. That is what I intend to continue to expand as the months progress. So, thank you so much for being with me today and for sharing this conversation with me. I I am delighted, as always, to share my thoughts with you. And I will have a guest for next week. So uh, keep your email eyes open for notice of that. Uh, let me leave you with something to simmer with over the week. And it is around this new energy of the new chapter of the fall. What is next for you? What intention, commitment, vision, or goal do you want to bring into being with this new energy? Let the autumn energy assist you in bringing this forth 
by stating it and sharing it. Uh, share it with me. Share it with me on Facebook. Share it with me uh, by email. Share it with those who are around you so that you can magnetize the support and assistance that you need to come and join with you to create it. And with that, I will say goodbye. I look forward to uh, next time and I wish you a wonderful week. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.